everybody. Laz here coming at you this week with another episode of The Laz Word. That's right. It's episode 14. Yeah, baby. Whew. How about that debate? I mean, listen, if you're like me, you had to stay up and watch it as much of a shit show as it was. <laughs> uh, you know, there was so much said, so much missed, in my opinion. Um, and I said prior to the debate, I'm on record as having said this, at least to friends and family, that it was going to do nothing but embolden the left for their guy and embolden the right for their guy because there was not going to be any needle movement, if you will, um, to one side or the other for people who were undecided. And and how the hell you're undecided in this election, I don't know. You are either a left-leaning nut job that are that's backing Biden or... You're on the right side of things, hence the reason we're on the right, and you're voting for Trump. I mean, that's just the bottom line, but I digress. Um, you know, there was so much back and forth. There was so much interrupting, crosstalk, talking over one another, and then you've got Trump, who, in my opinion, was really debating two different people. He had to debate Chris Wallace, who gave the the most horrible performance that I've ever seen as a moderator. Um, in recent times for a presidential election. And then, of course, he had to debate Sleepy Joe, which, in my opinion, Sleepy Joe did pretty horribly. That's right. And I think that that's probably why Wallace did what he did. It, it was almost like he felt like he had to save Biden from himself at times. But listen, Trump did what Trump does. He dominated, right? He comes in, he kind of owns the conversation, and he just bowls you over. That's his style. He's brash. If you don't know that by now, you haven't been paying attention. And you may not like his tactics, but that's him. He's brash. Like I said, he's not politically correct. And the fact that some people are shocked about that, that's what shocks me. We've known this, or at least you should have known it from his very first campaign. I mean, if I have to choose, right, between decorum and acting presidential and political correctness and actually getting something done and some damn action, then I'm taking action, period. Trump's accomplishments for me outweigh his brash and at times rude behavior. Do I wish that he was more presidential at times? Do I wish that he wasn't as brash and a maybe maybe a little bit more uh, decorum coming from him? Of course, but those accomplishments outweigh that for me. And if that's what I'm left with, then I'm going after those accomplishments. I want action. I want the political correctness and the niceties that tend to, to flow around in D.C. from time to time where it's just a bunch of lip service and nothing gets done. I want that shit to go away. That's the whole thing behind Drain the Swamp. At least it is for me. Yes. So, you know, I can tout. Uh, Trump's accomplishments as why I support him. I might not like everything that he stands for. I might not even like some of the things that he says or does, but as a president, he's been effective. And I know, you know, I'm going to list some for you, right? And I know my conservative listeners are going to be like, no shit, lads, I already know this stuff. So bear with me. I apologize. This list is for the libs. Not that they really care because, you know, they don't give a shit about facts anyway. If, if they're liberal, they just, they don't care. But here's the deal. What has Trump accomplished? I'm going to give a list of, of a few things, okay? Uh, one of the first things he signed was, or one of the first things I'm going to list here, is the Preventing Animal Cruelty and Torture Act, where it basically made it a felony, to a federal felony, to abuse animals. Okay, so 
you know, I don't know if that's important to you or not, but I thought that was a an accomplishment, and and I'm for it. Um, so he also signed a bill making hemp and CBD legal within the United States, which I think was important because I've seen how hemp and CBD can be effective treatments for people that are suffering from an, a number of different ailments. Um, he also gave $100 million to the EPA to help fix the water problem in Flint, Michigan, and he pushed and got transparency in and drug prices. He pushed for and got the transparency in drug prices where pharmacists are now no longer held to a previous gag order that basically prevented them from sharing drug prices with their own customers. He also signed the Allow States and Victims to Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act, which is known as FOSTA, and it also includes the Stop Enabling Sex Trafficking Act, known as SESTA, which Ivanka Trump also advocated for. Under Trump's administration, the 25% lowest paid Americans received about 4.5% increase in their um, paychecks and due to his tax cuts. And since November – that's been since November 19th, by the way, which is also better than the only 2.9% increase that was seen for the highest paid American workers. So more money going to those who really need it than those who are already in that highest bracket. He also signed an executive order that forces healthcare providers – to do something they should have already been doing under the ACA or Obamacare, it's a little um, a provision in there that said that, hey, you have to disclose the cost of your services, basically giving us the ability to comparison shop. Well, they weren't doing it, so Trump signed an executive order, said, you know what, you're going to do it. He also created a VA hotline. Uh, for veterans to get help with their benefits and ask questions, and then he turned around and staffed that with veterans and direct family mem- members of veterans. He's also holding the the VA accountable for their poor performance, and he also signed an executive order requiring the uh, Secretary of Defense, Homeland Security, and Veteran Affairs to submit a joint plan that would provide access to veterans for mental health care uh, and treatment as they transition out of the military. In addition to that, he gave 12 weeks of paid paternal leave to federal workers as a part of the National Defense Authorization Act. There was a provision in there for that as well. There was 200,000 uninsured patients that he's given HIV prevention drugs to free of cost for an 11-year period. He also put into effect the First Step Act and signed it into law, which was a bill that demanded reforms within the justice system so that it was fairer and that it helped inmates return to society. This act, by the way, addressed the laws that harmed black Americans disproportionately, and it reformed the mandatory minimums. It also expanded the judge's ability to use discretion when they were sentencing nonviolent crimes. And by the way, 90% of the people who benefited from those uh, sentencing reductions were black Americans. He's received three Nobel Peace Prize nominations, two of which are specifically for his work to bring peace to the Middle East. And poverty rates for those in the black and Hispanic communities have reached their lowest level since we've even begun recording this type of data within this country. So look, I could go on, but you know as well as I do that libs don't give a shit about facts. Damn right. Okay, they're going to sit there and argue that many of these accomplishments were bipartisan. And yeah, they were. Here's a news flash for you and a little uh, Webster Dictionary definition. 
Okay? It's called being efficacious. Yeah, that's right, as in being an effective president. Look, I've said for years, I have no love for Bill Clinton, okay? Personally, I think he's a horrible human being. I think he destroyed our military. He tried to destroy our country, in my opinion. And he set us up, in my opinion, for events such as the USS Cole attack and um, attacks like 9-11. And generally, as I said, horrible person. But as a president, he was able to reach across the aisle and get things done. And that's exactly what Trump continues to do and has done. What's mind-boggling for me is that there is this visceral hatred from the left for Trump because he says mean things, because he isn't presidential, because he lacks decorum, blah, blah, blah. Yet these are the same people, the same morons that will turn around and defend people like Obama, who at this point has seemingly been the most corrupt president in history, if you consider Spygate. And then they'll also turn around and defend Clinton, who not only had multiple cases of sexual harassment against him, which he had to settle, he also used the Oval Office as his very own damn brothel. But you know, they were more presidential than Trump because they had more decorum, and they were better public speakers, and they didn't say mean things. Oh, that's bullshit. Get the hell out of here with that garbage. It's ridiculous. Last Nation, once again, the left shows its ugly, hypocritical head. Get that crap out of here. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. You know, one of the most frustrating parts for me, in addition to just the constant bickering and Chris Wallace taking sides as a moderator, was that President Trump really missed an opportunity to finally set the record straight when both Chris Wallace and... Biden claimed that President Trump said in response to the riots in Charlottesville uh, back in 2017 that neo-Nazis were, quote, very fine people. I have heard this time and time again since 2017, and I have heard it time and time again from idiotic, moronic, and uneducated liberals who refuse to do the damn research on their own. Here it is, okay? I'm going to do it for you. Here is the actual quote. There were very fine people on both sides, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and white supremacists because they should be condemned totally. That is what the president said. But you know what? That is not the way it's presented in the lying lamestream media and not the way it's presented by the left because they are intellectually dishonest and they are spinning everything to fit their bullshit narrative. At the end of the day, they're lying to you, and they won't tell you the truth. But you know what? I just did. So when they try and feed you that crap, or they try and shove it down your throat, you simply look at them and say, No, you're a liar! That's right. You know, one of the things that we're certainly faced with today is so much animosity within the political world and so much adversity that we're dealing with with COVID and being locked down, um, some of the states, I know Hawaii is still under an extreme lockdown. So that said, there's just frustrations are high, certainly. And I'm always looking for these stories that might help 
shed a little light on the subject or might at least bring a little levity or uh, maybe even just some good feeling to the day. And so a couple of weeks ago, I did a story about a lady who received an honorary diploma late in life. And, um, you know, it was certainly well-deserved, and it was just a good, heartwarming story. And as I was flipping through some of the good news stories, I found one that I thought I'd share with you. There was a gentleman um, who was presented the Congressional Medal of Honor last month uh, in September. The White House presented the Congressional Medal of Honor to Sergeant Major Thomas Patrick Payne. Now, um, he was awarded this honor because he liberated hostages while under fire during a rescue mission back in 2015 in Iraq. He actually did 14 deployments before this 2015 incident, and he was a first sergeant back then as part of a task force that was actually assisting the Iraqi security forces when they were raiding an ISIS prison prison, excuse me, to liberate these hostages. And um, he and his fellow rangers fought through fire and bullets. They navigated to the front door, and they saw that there were people being held captive um, behind a metal door that was secured by two very heavy padlocks. And the building, by the way, it was on fire, and it had partly collapsed. So he grabbed a pair of bolt cutters, and then, you know, through all of the smoke and everything, he was able to cut one of the locks, but he was forced to back away because of flames and smoke and bullets, and once he, and the heat um, forced him to flee the building for a moment, he caught some air, ran back, and was able to slice through the other lock, and then released the hostages as the building began to collapse, so um, he had received orders to evacuate, but, you know, he refused to do so because he knew there were people in there that, that needed his help. So he didn't want to leave anybody behind, and he had ran back to the building two more times and saved multiple uh, people, multiple hostages, Um, and he, in fact, was the last person to leave. So he's currently assigned to the U.S. Army Special Operations Command and received the highest military award from the president um, back in September. And in fact, you know what? I, I just saw that this was actually on September 11th that he received this award. So um, the Congressional Medal of Honor, by the way, reads, at least in part, for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty on October 22nd, 2015. You know, it's amazing to me to think through fire, smoke, Uh, bullets flying at you, that this man had the wherewithal to keep calm and put himself continuously in danger until he was able to rescue 75 hostages. So it is an absolute honor to say to you, sir, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you for who you are. And I'd also like to thank his parents because let me tell you something. They have raised one hell of a fine young man. And if more parents raised their children like these parents raised Sergeant First Class Payne, the world would absolutely be a better place. And that's the last word. Oh, you hear that music? You hear that doorbell and that door, you know what that means. It's time for Balmer Billy. What's up, buddy? Hey, lads. What's up, buddy? Yeah, man, I'm back in the studio this week. 
man, I'm telling you, I am fired up. And you know what? This damn mayor in Balmer is just really pissing me off. He has absolutely ruined the city. Not only does he not support the police department, and he just turns his back on them, which is shameful enough. You know, he's not opening up restaurants, and there's a lot of restaurants that are just closing down and places that are closing down, like down in the harbor, and that place was pretty awesome to go down to, right? You could take your family down there. You had all kinds of stuff to do, and now there's like all this stuff is closing up because the damn mayor won't open up anything. Meanwhile, the whole state is opening up around him, but this stupid ass is just doing whatever he wants to do. It's ridiculous. Whoa, buddy, you are shot out of a cannon this week. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It just it just pisses me off because, you know, the governor has basically said that things are almost open up, right? When a lot of places are like 75% now or some, and you got the damn mayor down there that I think he's just doing the opposite of whatever the governor says just because of uh, like politics or something, you know? And you know me, I don't really get into that political shit, but I'm just saying like at the end of the day, You know, stuff is closing down. Restaurants are closing down. People are losing money. Businesses are going under. And it's because of this damn mayor down there in Baltimore. And you know what? We didn't even elect this son of a bitch. Uh, He he was just basically put in because, you know, the other mayor got kicked out because she was a crook too. So it's it's ridiculous, lads. I'm telling you, I am fired up, man. And I I can't take it no more. Well, I hear you, buddy. I, I get it, man. And you're right. Um... Listen, I don't really have any particular love for this mayor either. Um, I I agree with you. He was not elected. He was basically put in place because of the previous mayor um, and her issue with the book and, you know, that she wrote and all the trouble that she got herself into. Um, So Jack Young became the mayor. And uh, I think there's a reason that he's not running for mayor either um, because I really believe this guy doesn't have the intellect to be mayor. I don't think he's that bright. And I also think that he is at least bright enough to understand that there's not a soul that would vote for him after all this shit. And I don't know if he's got an axe to grind with the city or what it is, but I couldn't agree with you more. He really is doing basically the opposite of what everyone else, not just what the governor says, but basically what everyone else around him is doing. He's pretty much doing the opposite. So he has absolutely been a detriment, not just to the city itself, but to the residents of the city and specifically businesses within the city. I feel for those businesses and my heart goes out to them. So I'm with you, buddy. And you know what? It does affect people because there are some great restaurants down there and some great businesses that have gone under because of this idiot. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying, lads. You you, you got it, buddy. You know what I'm saying. That it is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, the thing is, is there's a lot of families down there that rely on these businesses, not only to generate an income because they work there or maybe it's their business, but it's, you know, places that are supplying food and uh, and, you know, some entertainment and some some stuff that people need when they are just they feel completely beaten down by this damn corona shit. I mean, it is time for us to get back to our lives and stop being so scared and start living. I mean, we talked about this, at least I know you did, weeks ago about, you know, when you're just surviving, you're not living. You remember when you talked about that? 
Yeah, I absolutely remember when I talked about it, and I still believe it to this day, and you hit the nail on the head, because when you are just surviving and you're scared of this virus or anything else that might happen to you, you're not living. You're, you're basically just existing, and that to some extent, you know, I believe that that's really not any existence at all. You're, you're just kind of going through the motions, and man, that's not a life that I want to be a part of, and then when you have you know, mayors like Jack Young in Baltimore that are basically playing with people like pawns um, in a chess game, it's disgusting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Billy. I totally get it, dude. Yeah, it just fires me up, lads. It just really does. So, hey, man, what else you got for this week? Is that all? We were just slamming the mayor of Baltimore because he obviously has no idea what the hell he's doing? Or did you have something else you wanted to talk about? Okay, yeah, I do. Now, you know, and I told you just a couple seconds ago there, and you noticed about me, I don't really get into that political stuff, but I'm going to tell you something else that really fired me up, okay? You know this guy down here in Balmer, uh, Brandon Scott? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's the uh, Baltimore City Council President, Brandon Scott. Yes, I'm, I'm familiar. What about him? Okay, so even though I don't really get involved with the political stuff, I did happen to catch a little bit of the debate last night. And President Trump mentioned something about these cities that are run by Democrats. And, of course, he mentioned Balmer because, you know what, it's run by Democrats. Um, so, anyway, he said something to the effect of that they don't want law and order in these cities that are run by Democrats. Okay, so this not bad. He goes on uh, Twitter and he says, at POTUS... And at real Donald Trump, unless you are bringing resources and addressing economic, racial, and environmental injustices in my city, keep Balmer out your mouth. Yeah, that's what he said on Twitter. And you know what? It pissed me off, and it fired me up a little bit. Okay. I mean, it would fire me up a little bit, too. That's actually the first I'm hearing of it. I didn't see the tweet. So uh, tell me your take on it. What's the deal? Okay, first of all, what I do know about Balmer is this. For like 50, 60 years, okay, Democrats have been running that city. And you know what? We've gotten 50, 60 years of the same old crap, okay? And this guy has been a part of it for at least a decade now or so. I, I mean, I watched this guy come up from, I think he was like an alderman or something before this. This guy, along with the mayor and the rest of the city council, they have done nothing to make Balmer any better. And the people of Balmer are suffering because of the lack of leadership and the inabilities and the inadequacies of these people. That's the bottom line. So don't act like you're offended, Brandon Scott, and try to defend Balmer and its honor when you haven't done a damn thing to honor the city of Balmer or its people because you've been useless along with your, the rest of the administration down there in Balmer who has turned their backs on the police department and, and, uh, and taken resources away from them and agreed with the people and started to defund the police. It's ridiculous. And you know what? I'm glad the president called you out for your shit. Wow, Billy. Brother, you took the words right out of my mouth and exactly my sentiments. I could not agree more. Baltimore has suffered under the so-called leadership of liberals and Democrats for decades, and this is the perfect example. They don't want to do anything about it. They don't want to do anything to make it better, but they sure as hell want to get out there and you know, and clap back at the president when they're called out for their shit. So I agree with you, buddy. And man, 
great job. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little stuck on the fact that you used the word inadequacies. That was like a big word for you, dude. Uh, I'm not, listen, I'm not making fun of you. Okay. I'm not making fun of you. Hey, yeah, man, I know words, man. Come on, lass. No, I'm not making fun of you, dude. I'm just saying like, that's not, when I think of someone using the word inadequacies, I don't think, or at least the first person that comes to my mind isn't Bomber Billy. Okay, because that just doesn't sound like your vernacular, right? It just doesn't sound like something that you would say on the normal. Okay, well, in fairness, I might have prepared a little bit about what I was going to say today on the show. So, yeah, I might have worked that word in there. But I know what the hell it means. I mean, you know, I know what inadequate means. I know you do, buddy. I'm just saying, like, it was well-versed and you did a good job. Congratulations. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I am wholeheartedly behind you. Um, in fact, you almost mirror some of the things that I have been saying for decades as well about the city. So anyway, um, hey, that's going to pretty much wrap us up, man, this week. Bill, you going to stay and close out the show or you got somewhere to go? No, I, I got to get out of here, lads. But I appreciate you having me in this week, man. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. Lads, thanks for having me back on the show, brother. I got to run. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Billy. I'll talk to you, man. Thanks. Whoa, he's already in the car. Man, that boy is out of here. Billy, you better slow down, man. I'm telling you what, he's going to get a ticket. That boy is crazy behind the wheel. All right, folks, listen, it is time to wrap it up for the show this week. Thank you so much for coming back. As Billy said, uh, we always appreciate you listening. And be sure to check us out on the web at thelastword.com. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at The Last Word and, and Twitter at The Last Word Pod. All kinds of Twitter action this week. Be sure to check it out. And, of course, you can always email me and Billy right here at the show at thelastword at gmail.com. So for Billy and for me, we're saying, hey, thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. And as always, I know your time is valuable. So I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with me. God bless everybody. We'll talk to you soon.